We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. For the first time in 2023. I'll just speed rain all over your carpet. Oh, thank you. I'm Neil. That's Tyler. Welcome into uh, the new year. We don't have a road to anywhere, thank God, at least for a little <laughs> while. And uh, anyway, we'll talk about a few things. Been, it's been December the 24th. First, I think, since we were last with you. So, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas, a uh, Happy New Year, and uh, all of those things as we get rolling with, uh, a, frankly, the, a busier part of the schedule for a lot of people in, in your the world that you work in. You're, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nutty right now. You're headed to the uh, College Coaches Convention uh, this weekend. Yep. Is it in Charlotte? Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. So uh, we'll talk about a number of things. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you each and every time by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm uh, looking for, there we go. You can tell I'm a little dysfunctional today, too. It's oh, okay. you're all, all good. Uh, we're brought to you by Rain. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We did this when we were in Boise and Vegas, but again, one more time, thanks to the people at Rain. Studs. Studs for uh, our trip to Las Vegas, our trip to Boise, uh, the people at Rain, as you guys may have put together. Although a few people did not put this together because I was accused of, I didn't go to the Texas Bowl and had a couple people accuse me of using the, the, the Rebel Grove slash MPW <laughs> digital travel budget to go on a trip to Vegas instead of going to Houston. A lot of false accusations out there lately. Yeah, a lot of that. <clears throat> it's almost like when people just decide they don't like you, they just go after you with whatever they want to. <laughs> that was not true. The I've people, heard. <laughs> the people at uh, the people at Rain uh, made that happen, and we are incredibly appreciative to them for that. Um, 
appreciate it. So in case you want to know, by the way, your camera is, if you're ever looking directly into the camera, that's yours. That's mine over there. This is the one that's on both of us. Okay. That, that one's pointed at me. Dude, that's. So you want to see, you want to see this? Yeah, let's do some angles. This is my first time in the new studio. There you go. There's your. Hi. There's you right there. Hi, mom. That's me. Hello. It's probably good. Um, I've got the, uh, let's see, I've got the uh, orange dream sickle. What do you have there, Tyler? I have the Melon Mania. It's one of my favorites. That and Red Dragon. I can't wait till. Uh, oh, dude, I need to. I'll show it to you later. Okay. Bob sent me the uh, like the the marquee, the release date on the the uh, malt beverage that Monster is purchasing. Uh huh. He sent me the graphic. It's coming soon, boss. Pretty good. Yeah, I haven't had it. He's gonna send us some. Yeah, you like the graphic though? Oh yeah. Okay. It's coming. Also, to avoid any confusion, Monster owns Rain. There seems to be some confusion on that. Yes. So So thanks to the people at Monster, people and, Monster Rain, and Rain. Because they're the same people. Same people. Yeah. So good people. Good guys. Did you have a good holiday? I did. So um, I fought through. I had a rough trip in Boise. I was not feeling well. Um, my wife was convinced that I had the vid. So she met me in the uh, she met me in the garage with P- full PPE gloves. Nose, nose swabs before I could get back in the house. Um, I was negative. So, um, but I, I had the, I had that disease that nobody knows what it is, that everybody's testing negative for flu and everything else. But I was not, I was not, it felt worse than the vid, I can tell you that. Um, and so I... Uh, yeah, you did not feel good the day of the Boise game. I did not feel great. Once we, I had a rough, I had a rough dinner. Dinner was rough. Yeah. Like I made it through, but I was, I didn't know if I was going to make it in the car ride back. And, and when I made it about 10 feet into the hotel room before I started uh, talking to the porcelain god, and it wasn't alcohol induced. No, no, no. Um, so that's why when you said that at first, I was like, well, you didn't drink very much. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, you're sick. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go well. Uh, but we made it through. And then um, we got back. So we had the cold streak when we got back. Yep. My hot water froze in my house not yep. the cold because i have a tankless water heater yep and i guess it's on the side of my house mm-hmm. well the windshield was whatever minus 15 or whatever it was it was cold it stayed cold it never warmed up at all during the day which is usually we, we'll get cold weather here but during the day it warms up some but during the um where my tankless water heater is located mm-hmm. outside of my house which i didn't know that new house is in basically a wind tunnel between that and another house and so there's no telling what the, and not going to see sunshine the whole deal. So um, I need to issue an apology to my wife. We got a nice little spat. Um, so I text Chase. Chase seemed to know some stuff about it. I text Chase, like, what the hell do I do? Um, I, cont- I, I messaged one of the guys on the board that's a, that's a plumber. Hey, what do I need to do? I don't want to bust my shit, you know. And, um, and my wife's on the Internet coming up with her solutions. And they're never good, okay? <laughs> Hair dryers and such. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm telling her how crazy she is, right? She gets mad at me because I'm trying to investigate what to do before right. I go do it. I'm a measure twice, cut once guy. She is just cut, 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 and hope it's the right size. So while I'm doing that, she gets pissed at me, goes and puts on a parka, and says, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. So she puts on a parka while I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And, like, literally, no, no shit, like, fur and everything and gets the we have 
long extension cords don't in there we've had them forever since the hurricane back in uh, since katrina we use them for stuff she plugs the hair dryer i mean she has like 200 feet of extension cord plugs the hair dryer in and goes out there and stands with a hair dryer on the tankless water heater all right so i'm sitting there going like what are you doing you're i mean we're not we're not uh having polite conversation with each other and guess what happens about so I get my shoes on. I figure out what to do. I get my shoes on. I'm starting to get dressed. The hot water comes on. She comes back just bowed up. Peacocking. Peacocking and just let me have it. So toodles to my wife. or My my dad would be proud. I married a handy woman. So, yeah, that's how good I job, got started. Aaron. Yeah, good job. But, no, we had a good family time. It's probably the most enjoyable holidays I've ever had. A lot of family time, which That's I ha- I just haven't had a lot of that in my mm-hmm. life, and it was it was great. So there you go. That's good. So the wife, she's hot and she's handy. I mean, she's the two H's. There you go. I outkick my coverage, pops. All right, we um, it's our first time to get together. We hadn't talked about football. Yeah, and probably before Monday night, we would have been talking a lot of football. And then we Monday night happened. Yeah. And uh, it was a game that you and I were both excited about. We both kind of follow the Bengals um, a lot. I think we were both pretty pumped to watch the Monday night football game. So were a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, about halfway through the first quarter, uh, DeMar Hamlin makes a tackle on T. Higgins around midfield. And uh, comes up, uh, stands up after making the tackle, and then, suffers cardiac arrest and goes down. And as we record this, Wednesday at 11.18 Central Standard Time, there's still no firm update on uh, DeMar Hamlin's uh, health situation. He's been um, in a, intubated, I think is the right. Uh, the right word, since Monday night. His cousin, I think maybe an uncle, cousin, of a family member who made the trip from Pittsburgh, he's from Pittsburgh, to Cincinnati uh, said that uh, he had to be resuscitated twice. We knew on the field we saw someone said eight minutes of CPR, which is a lot of CPR. That's a lot. And uh, and then he had to be resuscitated again at the hospital. This is per a family member. We're, neither one of us are in the hospital, obviously. But I'm curious. The game obviously was suspended. It does not appear that it will be made up. Uh, it appears that the NFL is going to carry on with the schedule this week, starting on Saturday. Both the Bengals and the Bills separately have games on Sunday that, as of this moment, are on schedule to be played. You've been in football pretty much your whole life. You've been in organized football since forever. You've been around it forever. Injuries are part of the game. You've seen people get hurt. Yeah. You've 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 gotten hurt. You've seen people get hurt. You've been teammates have gotten hurt. Players that play for you have gotten hurt, etc. You grow accustomed to hey, this this happens, right? Guys get hurt. We press on because it's football. That said, Monday night was different for a lot of people. It was different for people like me who watch it, who cover it. I've seen injuries. But I'm wondering what it was like for someone like you who's around the game and the game is such a part of your life to watch someone go down on on a field like that 
And as of this moment, some 36 hours later, we still don't know what his situation is. Yeah, it messed me up, man. I'm still messed up about it. Um, I haven't said anything on Twitter or anything like that. I, I don't. That's kind of the first thing I've said about it. It's still messed me up. Um, it's the first time, first moment of inclination as a father that I did not, I don't want my kids playing football. It's the first time. I, and I'm, look, maybe I'm getting softer as I get older. I don't know. Um, I've always had the mentality. I've been kind of old school. I'm a young coach, or I was a young coach, um, but with a kind of an old school mentality. Um, it's the way I was raised in the game. And there is a, a brotherhood of anybody that's ever played the game, man. And, you know, the reason that football, and if you've played football, you understand this. And if you've been on a team, you understand this. If you didn't, then I'll explain it to you. You know, everybody knows the risk involved when you go out there. And I've heard people say, you know, I'd lay my life on the line for this game. And you you know the risk. You know that any anything can go out there and happen. And then that because of that risk and you putting your body on the line. And, look, I'm 45 years old. Um, I pay the price every morning when I wake up because I played the game. Every morning. Just like everybody else that's my age that played the game. Um, and there's like this brotherhood that, hey, we, we you you go to battle and you – but it's a game, but you kind of mentally get out of reality, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, it's really not that important, you know, but in, in your mind, it's like, yeah, we went to war together. No, you didn't. You went and played a game. Um, but it's, it's, uh, there's like this shared bond that, that people have and, and, but you don't, but seeing what happened, uh, Monday night, it, it's really, um, it's messed me up. I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's uh, I'm still not right. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to think as far as uh, I pray for him, uh, and for everything that he's going through. Because the scary thing to me is that hit has happened eight hundred thousand million times. Sure. Sure. I mean that is a that wasn't even. And I, I, I'll well, no, I mean, if you if, if if you watched an entire weekend of football and no one told you what play, okay, that wouldn't be the one you pick. Not only that, it wouldn't it wouldn't even make the cut. Correct. I mean, it wouldn't be one of the twenty that you'd pick out to go. Oh, that was probably the one where somebody got really bad hurt. I mean, just it wouldn't. I'm not I'm not sure you would have even given it a second look. I mean, it was a wide receiver catching a short pass and there was a collision and they went down and everybody got up and uh, Joe Mixon was trying to get over to hurry him up because I think they were trying to go into the next play quickly and he stands up and then he goes down and no, it's not the play. If, if you had not seen him go down, you would never have looked at that play and went, oh, that was a dangerous play. Yeah. And then like, you know, I played receiver, right? And so, you know, I wasn't the biggest guy. Um, and so when you got a chance to give DBs the business, you gave them the business. And one of the things you would do, you know, one of the kind of tricks that you learn is, okay, you're in the open field and you start, you can start to try to make a move on somebody and they'll get flat footed. And then, you know, you're not going anywhere. You're like, all right, it's my turn to give them the business. And so you'll start shaking a little bit and then you'll plant your foot and run through them. That's what T Higgins did. Right. That was his opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
that play happens every single game. A receiver does that every single game. And these were two people who had become friends. Uh, T. Higgins and and uh, Tamar Hamlin had become friends at Tyler Boyd's camp in Pittsburgh. Tyler Boyd yeah. and, and and Demar Hamlin are both uh, Pittsburgh natives, and they had camped. Hamlin had come to Boyd's camp, as had T. Higgins. Yeah, and so they'd gotten to know each other there. And I mean, he wasn't trying to hurt anybody he just no they were just playing the yeah, game yeah. right somebody said it here austin said can we all agree that people who are blaming t higgins need to be removed from tv i haven't I, maybe I, i've missed something obviously i've tried to stay off there was media, one high profile person that blamed him who i can't remember who his name was and so well they're a clown yes of course i mean you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you don't know anything about what you're talking about um you know you, i was going to say one of the things people do in football and i've they, they've said hey we're gladiators they are not. You're football players. Gladiators go to war. They go to battle. You understand when yeah. you go to war and you go to battle that you're not all coming back. The truth is, football teams, they all expect everybody to come back to the locker room after the game. Yeah, you either, may be beat up, but you should come back. You're going to come back together and you're either going to celebrate or you're going to commiserate, but you're coming back. It's yeah. not It's 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 not life and death. And so. And then you get, and that, I guess that's what kind of, and it, I'm not saying it's correct by any stretch of the imagination. But you have to be – look, guys, playing the game and playing the game at a high level, everybody's got a screw loose or two, okay? I mean, you got to be um, – you got to be different, not a normal person, definitely different than most people. But you put yourself in – and that's what's messed me up is you put yourself in this mindset, right, that I, I know as an educated human being what you're saying is 100% correct. Right, sure. But to go out there and do what you do, I mean, like, to to know that you're running full speed, uh, pads be damned. I mean, the older you get, you don't even wear pads hardly anymore. You're about to go run and collide with people 80 times a game at full speed, putting knowing you're, you're going to get hurt and not flinch. I mean, you got to be off a little bit. Yeah, sure. All right? I was one of them. I get it. Um, but you put yourself in a mindset that, you are a gladiator. You know, I am invincible. Um, yeah, I may get hurt, but I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this, I think that's what, it's the the uh, reality has been set in, if that makes sense, uh, with a lot of people that had that mentality. Um, I think there's going to be some uh, major conversations have with families of players in all season. Oh, I do too. I I, I think I'm talking about the guys that are making money. I, I do too. They've already made enough money. They're going to walk away. I, I, it's it's why I, I'm I'm listen. I hope and pray beyond words that we get news in the next 24 hours or so that hey he's awake and he's alert and then that he's going to have a full recovery and that this was just some freak one in a million thing. Yeah. But if it's not, I mean, the, the I was listening. I told you this before we got started. I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast too, so I'll be quick with it because I don't want to be repetitive. I was listening last night. I went to run an errand um, for my wife and I turned on um, – Sirius XM, and I had turned it to the NFL channel, channel 88, I think is what it is, 88, 89, one or the other, 88, I think. And 
they had the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals on as a guest. And I can't remember his name. Uh, he's a very good broadcaster. I've listened to his calls before. And, um, you know, they were asking him his thoughts, his emotions, blah, blah, blah. And one of the things he said was, you know, he thought about this was January 2nd. This was essentially New Year's Day, right? It was the Rose Bowl had been played um, just before. The Rose Bowl was a blowout at the end. People flipped to this highly anticipated NFL game between two of kind of the fun teams in the league, yeah. like, right? I mean, Buffalo's fun. Cincinnati's fun. You got Josh Allen. You got Joe Burrow. You got Stephon Diggs. And you got Jamar Chase. And you've got all these people that are fun. The Bengals were three minutes away from winning the Super Bowl last year. A lot of people think the Bills were a coin toss from winning the Super Bowl last year. I think most people think the odds are one of those three teams was going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. I mean, this was a big game that everybody was excited about. This was a Monday night game that the the, the TV people were pumped. And it happened in the first quarter, which means that a lot of kids who weren't going to get to stay up and watch the end of the game because they had a school the next day, end of their break, they probably were saying, Mom, let me watch till the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Mom, let me watch till halftime. Dad, let me watch till halftime. I did it at my house. And so they saw this. And it's going to be there 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 will be ramifications. I mean, I remember, you know, it was 2016, seven years ago. Um, so my son would have been nine at the time. And we went to see uh, the movie about Mike Webster, the Steelers, the concussion movie. Yeah, uh, Concussion, right? Is that the name of the movie? It was Will Smith. Could be, yeah, Will Smith. Um, <clears throat> we walked out of that movie, and my wife said, our son's not playing football. She didn't say, hey, Neil, I, it, listen, it's my opinion that Carson shouldn't play football. Or, hey, Neil, let's talk about football. No, he's not playing football. Well, that movie in itself had – probably the biggest impact on helmets. And that's when all the helmet boom started, right? Right. I mean, like, there was already some helmets, but it's the the whole safety really kicked up targeting. I mean, right. everything changed because of that movie. Yeah. And so I wonder if this was another touchstone moment. I mean, he's 16 now, and he did not play football. And a generation ago, he would have played football. Because yeah. I played football. I wasn't any good, but I played. Right. And – um. I just wonder. I mean, I, I think it was a, listen. I, I don't, I'm not wishing it. I'm just saying. I, I think that was a big moment, and I think you will see ramifications from it for for uh, moving forward. They're just there. It's it's a. Jason Whitlock wrote a column about it, and Whitlock gets a lot of heat because he's not politically correct. But he wrote, "When you're saying your prayers, throw one in for football at the same time because that was a damaging night for football. There's no way around that." Yeah, and then I want to say this, too, before we move on, um, because it was before social media, and it didn't get the attention then. And um, this is the second time that I know of, because the first one was one of my friends and teammates. Um, so Al Lucas, I played with Al Lucas at Troy. <clears throat> um, and if you're out there, just look up Al Lucas, A-L-L-U-C-A-S. Um his you can read them all about on the Wikipedia page. But Al was the uh you know, at FCS they don't have we were FCS at the time at Troy. 
and they have an Offensive Player of the Year award. That's the Walter Payton Award. They don't have a Heisman, and they have a Defensive Player of the Year award called the Buck Buchanan Award. Al Lucas was the best football player in in one AA, um, and he was really ahead of his time. He was, you know, I guess his official list was probably six one, but he was probably six foot and a half inch, three hundred pounds, and Neil. Flat, standing flat-footed, could dunk a basketball any way you want to. He was kind of like Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. Um, if today's game was like it used to be, he'd be very rich because he was the modern-day defensive lineman in an old-school you know, downhill yeah. NFL. So, anyway, he goes and he plays a couple of years in the league, played with the Panthers, played with the Steelers, and then – Played uh, 20 games for the Panthers from 2000-2001, had 49-and-a-half tackles, three hurries, two uh, – Batted down sacks, a forced fumble, and a sack. He was selected by the Frankfurt Gal the Frankfurt Galaxy with the fourth overall pick in the uh, NFL Europe free agent draft. But yeah, instead, they, but decided <clears throat> decided instead to go to the Tampa Bay Storm of the AFL. So you know we didn't have you know how you have the XFL and USFL and all that stuff. And he was he was short, and that was his thing back in those days. Is they liked the bigger you know everybody was downhill run, so his his height hurt him. So they had arena football, and arena football was making you know decent, actually decent money, and I believe it was in I remember it was the spring of two thousand five. I don't know the exact date. Um, he's playing for the Los Angeles uh, Avengers, maybe I can't remember what the name of their team was, um, and it was a game on NBC. And uh, first quarter, back you know they don't have like five guys or six guys on the field, and here he is is covering a kickoff early in the game. He goes down the kickoff, and it was like he kind of was, was getting, inside the Staples Center, by the way. Yeah, it was in LA. Yeah, um, and he he kind of hits the guy and kind of rolls over, and he gets hit in the head like by somebody else gets kneed in the head and goes down, and uh, he died on the field. And um, good dude, he was a good dude. Good friend, and um, he he severed his spinal cord and uh, couldn't breathe. So basically, he suffocated because of a uh, neck injury. Was I guess the official ruling, but um, that's tough. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's it's really it's it's. I say interested is not the right word. I'm, I'm. I'll, I'll leave it at that, though. I'm admitting it's not the right word. I'm, I'm interested to see what the NFL season is like this weekend. What the NFL games are like this weekend. I, there are guys around the league that. I'm not just making this up. There's guys around the league that don't want to play. Uh, that that they're going to go to work. But it's work this weekend. It's not a. It's not games. There, there are guys especially if this remains sort of unresolved and ambiguous as we get to Saturday, there are guys that are going to be taking the field not in the right frame of mind to play. You, don't. you know, they, they talked to the Bengals and the Bills, uh, the league did, on Tuesday. And both teams, according to reports, both teams' answers were basically, we're not, we're not in a position to play. You can't play the game worried about – I'm being serious, and it's right, wrong, or indifferent. But I think it's well been established since Monday night. But 
you cannot play the game of football worried about getting hurt. You just can't because that's when you get hurt. That's when you get hurt. Yep. And you can't play thinking about something else. And, um, you know, hopefully that we get good news and everybody can move on. But as far as playing, um, but it's just not uh, it's just not important right now, in my my opinion. So, and I look there. You're not going to find anybody on this planet. I don't care who you are that loves the game more than I do. Um, and it's just you know there's there's different things, man. There's there's more to it. So we'll transition in a second. Give Tyler a chance to kind of appreciate you sharing that story. By the way, I know that was hard. Um, Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland today. Make sure if you're stopping by to watch <laughs> what NFL playoffs coming up or uh, the championship game, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Or you're coming in for a basketball game. We're just stopping in for a minute and having a beer in Oxford or Ridgeland. Please make sure that you tell the people at uh, Walk-Ons how much you appreciate them sponsoring this show and all of our content at MPW Digital. Um, I know you wanted to talk about this, I, and I, I didn't. I did not know about this. <laughs> yeah, this will be a good transition. <clears throat> uh, we'll get you get you from upset right. to mad. Uh, there, there's yeah. been a. I'm just. I'm just. I mean, like, I'm gonna need a Xanax after I leave your house. I got rain too. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, LSU blew out Purdue in the. Uh, what was that? The Capital One Citrus Whatever Bowl. It really wasn't the story. The 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 story was uh, Keishon Butte, who's declared that he was going pro, and then there was this snapchat slash instagram photo that went viral over the course of uh 24 hours leading up to that game about an alleged sex scandal inside the lsu program brian kelly addressed it very ambiguously by saying that everyone inside the program was held to high standards etc etc um go ahead <laughs> you thanks for the tea up there all right I'm trying to decide if we want to go breaking news or not. I don't know. All right, let's have fun. Yeah, you got breaking news. All right, first if you, of all, if, I'm going to read you got it. news, do it. All right, here we go. Let's read this thing first of all. All right, so this is what's wrong with our fucking society right now. All right, I'm back. I'm ready to go. All right, this is really pisses me off. So I'm not an idiot. I see all the stuff going out there. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So here's what I come to find out. On a message board, somebody took a screenshot of a Snapchat. Okay. Let me read said Snapchat. Okay. Secret board scoop, period. Not out in the public sphere yet. Butte was just the tip of the iceberg. Apparently, there was a sex party in Atlanta during the SEC championship stay, and the participants got caught. At least five have been identified. Keyshawn Butte. Destiny Wilson, the on-campus recruiting coordinator, Cortez Hankton, wide receivers coach, J.R. Belton, director of recruiting, Corey Phillips, associate director of player personnel. Butte was dismissed. Wilson, the lone female at this affair, resigned on December 8th. She has a history of this sort of behavior, and we failed to catch it due to due, to due diligence. Hankton, the highest-paid wide receiver coach in the country, will be terminated effective after the bowl game. 
the fates of Belton, the, reputa- the, the reputed instigator, and Phillips are not known yet, but both are almost certainly gone. This is all, again, to be clear, this is all... This is co- a Snapchat right. Right. that was put on a message board. And then... It went viral. It goes viral. Yeah. All right, here's the problem. The morning of that game, it was just everywhere. It's everywhere. Right. Y'all know the truth of this? It didn't happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It didn't happen. Why did it not happen? I'm not going to, trust me, per sources, it didn't happen. And here's the problem. Hankins, he's got a wife and kids. So what did happen? There was, the people who are at LSU had nothing to do with anything. There, there, are, three, there are three people in that deal. There are two people that are no longer there. Okay. I'll let you do the math and figure it out. Butte's not there, and I'm going to guess Wilson's not there. There are two people that aren't there anymore. It's not hard. One was, one was dismissed, and one's no longer on the football team. But you know what? There was a guy coaching, the other day, coaching receivers the other day, and Corey Phillips, he got the job, and he was like, oh, he left. He must be involved. No, he got a $100,000 pay raise in a dealer car. That's why he left. Where is he now? Colorado with Dion. Good for him. Okay. okay. You get a $100,000 pay raise in a dealer car, guess what? It's been real, guys. Yep. Okay. And then the other guy was just was just her boss. Belton? Yes. Okay. None of this happened. None of this, none of this, these three people, there was no 
uh, organized sex party at the at the game. That did not occur. All right. So, but here's the problem with it: is it's gone so viral now that you have Hankins who has a wife and kids. You got Corey Phillips that has a wife and kids, and they're going to be walking around town and people. Oh, 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 oh. they got kids at school. They're going to be talking, and it's going to be national news. But when it finally comes out that they had nothing to do with it, nobody's going to say shit. And they're going sure. to live with this probably for the rest of their life. But somebody on a fucking Snapchat puts on a message board, makes up shit. It's not true. Not didn't happen. And so you got, uh, here's what I hope happens. I hope they find out who did this and sue the living shit out of them. Somebody's got to be made an example of. That's bullshit. That is complete. That, that's that harms careers. Sure. I mean, dude, that that's that's bad. I mean, that ruins marriages. Because now, how do you? How would you feel? All kidding aside, how would you feel at, at, if you had to come home? Somebody posted something. I mean, you're not as public as Cortez Hankins or the Hankins or Corey Phillips. But what if somebody posted uh, a rumor about you on a message board about you having an affair, uh, uh, having a freaking sex party? And you had nothing to do with it. Now you may have known the people that were doing it, but you were you were out you were on your Peloton, and you had to come home and explain that to your wife and kids, and they saw it. And people are talking. How difficult would that? I mean, it would be impossible. And and it's just it's sad, man. None of it happened. I mean, but, I, th- I think the people in my life would be pretty sure that I had not been at a sex but, party. But yes, but so were these people, right? But so were these people, right? And still out there, and it's sure. still out there, and it's not going away. It's just complete bullshit from a Snapchat onto a message board. That's where that's where we got where we're at. That, that's complete bullshit. And I hope on behalf of LSU, I hope y'all find out who it is, and I hope you sue the shit out of them. They need to be making an example of. They really do. They need to be making an example of because somebody thought they were going to be cute. Holden uh, has news on on the stream that if he subscribed to RebelGrove.com, he would have known that last night. So there you go. What's that? About Mike Wright, the Vanderbilt quarterback visiting Oxford, Ole Miss. Oh, whatever. Bet it's not to play quarterback. I mean, whatever. My point is, is that we we had it. We get accused of not covering recruiting. We cover recruiting. You cover recruiting here. We just don't do it the dramatic way. We don't put the drama in. By it. the way, uh, just we don't make it exciting. You know how I was telling you how I had as a kid visiting a school. Uh, how I've had a shit show over the last couple of days. Yeah. I just got a text message from um, somebody at a uh, Power 5 school. I had texted them yesterday about a guy. Sorry for the delay in the response. This portal window is inhumane. Yeah. Fans don't want to hear it. They, they really don't. I've gotten where I just don't talk about well, it. I didn't, that's not me saying it. That's no, a, I know. I've, I've gotten around the same way. I, was, I laughed a little bit because some of the stuff that I had been saying that people were getting mad at me for saying, Lane Kiffin basically – basically reiterated word for word and lane i'm going to go out on a limb and guess that lane did not hear it from me and so oh that would be a good message my <laughs> guess <laughs> i feel confident, confident in this is that lane was speaking from his own experience oh, okay yeah when he said that so it was uh, it was I, I i laughed when i heard his comments we were on our way back from uh, from boise that day and i heard it and i was like hmm heard that before what did he say again just catch everybody up. Just that the calendar 
the way that the recruiting is now, there is no break. It doesn't make sense. It, it it's not one day. It's year round. It's constant. It's exhaust. It's exhaust. Essentially, he said it's exhausting. Well, the the problem, I mean, the major problem is, is that with the portal window, which they thought they were doing a good thing. Yeah, they've created more problems. Shocker! I know this is going to surprise everybody. They created more problems than they were intending to create because they couldn't see the forest because the trees were in the way. Right, and. Um, the biggest, like I talk, I told you before, I talked to a FBS head coach yesterday and his quote to me was, dude, he goes, I wish we were in the season. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, it's more chaotic today than it was during game week. And yeah. he, he's, it's just, he goes, I don't even know how, and it's usually hasn't been like that. And it's different. Yada, yada, yada. Everybody's going to adjust. Here's the thing is, but it's just not sustainable. Now I'll tell you this, cause I told my guys this morning. There may be change coming because let me tell you what will will create change is I'm going as that's why we're doing the show today is I'm going to Charlotte for the AFCA convention. Um, I mean, forever. I mean, that's where coaches go for three days. You network, you see your old buddies, you learn about new jobs, all this stuff, right? It's just a huge convention. Well, I suspect the attendance at the convention is going to be at an all-time low, like an all-time low. All time low because they all have to be on their campuses because portal guys are coming. You got in, portal right? visits, okay? A lot of people are doing portal visits. The ones who aren't doing portal visits haven't had any time off, and so instead of going to the port, going to the convention and hanging out with their buddies, they're just going to be at the house hanging out with their kids, which I would be too. Sure, of course. Um, one of the very few conventions I ever missed was because my child was born. Um, I mean, you do those things, but back in the old days, you had two or three weeks, you're hanging out with your family, whatever it was, mm -hmm. and you just don't have that anymore. So, But when the AFCA, that's how they make their money is at the convention. So that's the American Football Coaches Association who actually helps set rules and things like that. Because this used to be a dead period. All right, so It was totally dead. Totally dead. And then you would come back from the convention and the visits would start. You'd have this three-week rush right. to signing day. And then after signing day, you went into this sort of – you went into this period after signing day that was kind of like junior days and stuff. Right. The, the junior days, you had to get there that morning, but it was over by noon. And you had Saturday to your and, and Sunday with your family. You worked hard, but there was time to be a human. But it was just like a four or five hour deal. Yes, half half of your day. Half of your day. And then it was over and you got on with it. Now you don't really have any of that. And so these guys are just what I hear from coaches, and like if I talk yeah. to one, you talk to a hundred, is they go home to families too, right? And the wife's like, "What are we doing?" And so coaches, some of the coaches who you hear might be looking around, and I'm not talking about Ole Miss. Is not about anybody with Ole Miss. For anybody who thinks it is, this is not, not about Ole Miss. You want to change your camera angle and tell them this is not about Ole Miss. <laughs> coaches are like. Maybe I'm going to leave the deal I'm at to go someplace to work for a coach who's a little less demanding, where I have a little more time. That's that's what that's that's starting to factor in for the first time because there's some stuff that could potentially come down the pike in coaching that people are going to be like, "Wow, what is that?" That's what it is. And here's the thing, and look, uh, you you always get the blowback when you start bitching. They're like, "Well, you make a bunch of money." Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. Well, here here's the thing, okay. And I'll tell you something I did when I came back. Okay, so 
when I left with Freeze, I was here with Freeze. I left to go to Alabama and went south and all that stuff. When mm-hmm. I came back, in that window that I was gone, recruiting changed. Right. A lot. And so when I came back to Ole Miss, there was, it was, I was like, it was every freaking weekend, man. We had kids on campus. And so I was like, this is, and it wasn't great players. Some of them were. But some guys, we were like, I call it practicing recruiting. I've done my 10,000 hours. I don't need practice recruiting. You know, I don't need that. And so you would you would have, okay, man, there's this 20, you know, what year are we in now? The class of 2023 assigning or whatever. Hey, then there's this 2026 kid. You know, he, he may be pretty good. He's got offered from, uh, he's got an offer from Arkansas. He's going to come through. And so you have to have all these people on campus to do one kid. And so the first thing I did when I came back and to the, the, the assistants loved me for it, is I was like, look, we're going to have an offensive day on Saturday, okay? And then next Saturday we'll have a defensive day. Now I was going to be there the whole time, but right. it at least allowed the coaches to go do their thing, right? Sure. And be, be a, But you didn't have to be there. And I, But our rule was this. If they are on our board and they are an offer guy on our board, all hands on deck, let's go. So if a defensive coach is recruiting a running back, all right, and he was an offer, then Derek Nix, who was the running back's coach, even though it was a defensive day, was going to be there because he's an offer. But if you bring up a guy that's just a prospect, you got him. If you bring a guy that we really don't want, because there was a lot of that going on, not just Ole Miss, everywhere. Sure, of course. You bring a guy just to show the head coach that you're recruiting hard, we're not taking that guy. We're not taking him. So it's so your, your time. It's your time. Right. You show him around. You do the photo shoots and all that shit. That drives me nuts. All right, but – um, so that was one of the first things we did, but it's not that with this portal recruiting, I think our stream stopped by the way. Just keep talking cause we're, we're recording. Okay. The, the, uh, it says it's frozen, but it's actually, uh, it hasn't stopped. I don't know. Just, we're just going to anyway. keep doing the podcast. We got a few minutes. We got, we got, minutes. A, we got to, we got to stop in a minute. So anyway, anyway um, you just gotta you gotta sit there and you got to um you gotta the, the job has gotten to where it's just a little bit that you're doing all the time. Does that make sense? Like it's yeah, it's never it never stops. It's just a little bit all the time. And it's not about the it's not about the time you're away from your family. It's just the, the useless time you're away from your family. When you could be sitting at the house being a dad instead of up here entertaining a kid that's never going to play for you. That's the bitching. If that makes sense, yeah, and the course. other thing is, you're doing this for a job that you could be fired. There's no job security, so you're doing it. You're practicing recruiting for a guy that you're probably not going to coach anyway. So there's a lot of shit like that. So all right, let's touch on some other things. We're, uh, we're going to run out of time anyway. Yeah. Uh, the bowl games. There were two great semifinals. We've talked about. Uh, man, we sure would be great if the playoffs were fun. Well, the playoffs were fun. Michigan TCU. Was what a home. disaster! What a disaster, Michigan. Michigan shit in their Easter basket. Oh, I didn't know what you meant. They the, played in this game. Have y'all actually talked about the Yang game? Not really. They were playing aggressive defense when they didn't have to. Just line up. You're better than they are. But they were playing freaking cover zero, bringing the house, and they didn't have to do that. They took unnecessary risk on defense that allowed TCU to move the football unnecessarily. I don't even know what, I don't even know what they were doing. Um, Michigan gave that game away. They were they were too cute. Um, Georgia Ohio State was a legit game. Those were the two best teams uh, in the playoff. 
uh, as of Saturday. I was just I was just real disappointed with um, with Michigan's effort and everybody else. You know, play good. I think we're fixing to see a disaster next Monday. I think Georgia's winning big. I would be shocked. I, and look, I was shocked that that I was like one of the only people on the planet, I guess, that or there was two other people on the planet that thought TCU was actually going to win the game. Um, I thought Georgia would win a little bigger, but I, I think this is going to be a complete and utter shit show. They're just better at every position. Yeah. Just don't allow Dugan to get out of the pocket. Play base defense. Uh, literally, if they play – if he plays uh, base check three auto, that's his base call. He plays base check three auto. He can play the exact same coverage all game long, and they'll beat him by 40 points. It shouldn't be – just don't play anything um, extensive. Um, two in a row if Georgia wins. It's two titles in a row. Um, do we start talking about Georgia in dynastic terms? Could they be this decade's Alabama? Or is, is there a different culture there where Kirby might not stay forever like Saban has? Well, I think there's a way that Kirby doesn't stay forever. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say that. I mean, if he has two titles, Kirby's what, 50? No, Kirby's he's my he's like a year older than me. He's like 46, 47. He, he's not much older than me. Maybe he's he two or three years old. Does older he coach me. to 60? No. Okay. Not a chance. I'd be shocked. Does he coach to 50? I don't know. Okay. I mean, but look, what else is there to do? I mean, you win two in a row, and look, you can say what you want to say. This is his best coaching job because you're – I mean, you saw it Saturday. I mean, the thing I loved about it, when you know you're a dynasty, let me tell you how you know you're already a dynasty, is when you're pissed off about winning a semifinal game. You're not happy. Do you think Do you think anybody uh, – let's take – give me a team that hasn't been there before, like a good team that hasn't been to the playoffs before. I mean, TCU. Um, All right, TCU. Okay. I mean, I was thinking SEC right, schools. Let's take TCU. They just okay. did it, right? Sure. They got ran through like shit through a tin horn in, from the second quarter on on defense. Do you think Sonny Dykes was pissed off about winning that game Saturday? No. He did not care. No. You know, when when Georgia finally got over the hump and got into the championship game, they didn't care. They just glad to win. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Now, when you start complaining about winning – semifinal games and how, that's when you know you're pretty good but it's it's hard once it's easy to get to the top i've always said that it's easy to get to the top it's harder to stay there and that's that's just how it is um last thing i want to talk about and then we'll get out of here because i know you got uh people coming building a roster yep i think it's a little more difficult than people understand out of this portal oh it's very hard and this is why i made the comment to somebody on your board a couple weeks ago maybe last week i don't remember if you want to if what 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 is the one thing that everybody that wins championships have in common uh great players but where are the great players uh quarterback defensive line offensive tackle quarterback Offensive line, defensive line. Skill guys are a dime a dozen. They really are. You can go get, I mean, just look at the portal. Some of the most touted guys that you're looking for are coming out of group of five schools. Mm -hmm. All right? Yep. Skill guys are a dime a dozen. Big boys aren't. Oh, it's hard to find any of them. Big boys aren't. It's changing the high school recruiting game now. The The, the price of the, the 
the price of the offensive tackle, the defensive lineman, is skyrocketing. If you look in the portal right now, if you look in the portal, offensive linemen are getting outnumbered by every other player ten to one. All the everybody in the portal are skill guys. Linemen, ten to one. I'm talking about there's ten more skill players per one offensive lineman. Think about that. Yeah. And so when you're trying to build, you're trying to go sign linemen out of the portal, good luck to you. Because if they are any good in the portal, you ain't getting them. Because everybody else wants them too. Right. And it's the same thing. I used to joke. It was like being an offensive lineman in JUCO 10 years ago. If you were a mid-year JUCO offensive lineman 10 years ago, man, you could go, you could be shitty and go get a big-time offer because you're a mid-year offensive lineman JUCO kid. It's the same thing. Offensive linemen, they're, they're, they're very difficult to find. And so what I'm saying is this. You want to go get some skill guys out of the portal? Go ahead. It's cool. But if you want to build a championship-winning team, there's two kinds of things, right? You can go play for getting mayonnaise dumped on your head, and that's cool. Sure. That's cool. Sure. But you know what's a lot cooler is raising the big trophy. That's a lot cooler. If you want to do it, you're going to have to hit the high school recruiting differently, and you're going to have to be program building, and you have to – this is uh, there's no question in my mind. It's program building and using the portal as free agency. It is, it is building a baseball team – Everyone's going to have to follow the Alex Anthopoulos mode. Hey, look at you, man. You're turning into a Braves fan already. Well, I, I respect a lot of what he does because he's, he takes some chances in free agency, but he, he also is building a core rapidly, and he keeps building the core. He takes some chances in, in building it because, like, look, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, 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 the catcher they just traded for, Murphy. Yeah, Sean Murphy. You give Murphy a, a long-term deal, and who knows? You're, 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 maybe he gets hurt. <laughs> Maybe he gets hurt, and it ends up being a, a, a trash contract. But it was worth the gamble because if it's not, you locked him up three, four years past free agency. So I'll get it back to football. You have to build your I'm, – I'm convinced of this. You, you have to build the base of your program through high school recruiting and development. And then you can supplement, like you said. You, yeah. can, you can go get a wide receiver. You can go get a safety. You can go get a corner. You can get a running back. Hey, you can get a quarterback these days. You can. You a can. starting quarterback. You can. But your base, your lines of scrimmage, they almost have to be internal. They they have to be developed. That has to become the heart of your team. And if you don't do that, you're going to do it the other way where you're going to have this flashy exterior, and yet when someone pokes it, it's like – you. Um, as a kid, right, you'd get that at Christmas, not Christmas, at Easter, you'd get the, the chocolate egg. <laughs> that looked good and it was hollow in the middle. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> God, this is going to be awesome. And then you'd bite it and it was hollow. Like, oh, shit. It did always the best looking chocolate was always hollow in the middle. Because you wanted the one that was, <laughs> you wanted the one that had the chocolate in the inside too. Yeah. And because that was the good egg. And this is going to be a whole lot of that where it's like, man, that looks fancy. And then you chop it. And it's like, God ah, damn it, it's one of the hollow ones. And so, and look, this is not a criticism because some coaches, it's only been a couple of years. Yeah. But I think they see it now. Here's the thing. and I, This is my theory. Okay, this will buy you a cup of coffee the next time you, you come to the office. Skill players love attention. They want the ball. They want the limelight sure. and all that. Mm -hmm. 
So they like the recruiting process and they like the portal process and all that stuff. The tightest group, the most, they don't get attention anyway is the offensive line. They're, they're brothers. They're together. I think the loyalty aspect is more to the position group. I mean, that's just how they're made, man. I mean, every offensive line in America, they're close. They don't want to leave their buddies. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, there's a thing to that. Sure. I think that has a lot to do why there's not guys leaving. And, like, look, we recruit him here. I'll go ahead and tell you. Like, Jeremy James, who are here, here is here at Ole Miss, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money he could make if he decided to go in the portal? Oh, I mean, he'd, he'd be in demand. I mean, you're talking about an SEC offensive lineman that started, what, for three years now? Yeah, three years. He'd go wherever he wanted to go. Yeah. And get paid. Sure. But he doesn't care about that. Nick Broker could have gone in last year. Oh. And gone anywhere he wanted to go. God, we could have had a bidding war. Could have had a bidding war. But they mm-hmm. don't – that's not their mentality. Right. Now, let's go and take a, you know, let's take a skill player that's really good. Somebody's going to pay him. Because if you don't pay them, somebody else is. And you look here at Ole Miss, Quinshawn Junkins. They did a great job getting him locked in, right? Getting him paid. What do you think would have happened if they decided, hey, we're not going to give you anything? What do you think he's doing? You think he's loyal to Ole Miss or he's loyal to the paycheck? No, he's gone. He's gone. Somebody's going to pay his ass a lot of money. I just think it's a different mentality based on the position. But I'll tell you this. if From a roster-building standpoint, you you better go heavy high school on offense on defense alignment. Um, because if you're a really good defense alignment, it's going to cost you to get them too. Um, probably cost you more out of the portal uh, than it would in uh, high school recruiting. So what's my guy at Texas A&M? One of the good ones just went in the portal. One of the high school kids from last year that played, number eight, I think. Oh, uh, the defensive lineman? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his name right Watch now. How much money, from Arizona. Yeah. Watch how much money he gets because he's a dude. A dude defensive lineman? Yeah, I loved I loved some of the I mean I made a note of it in our recruiting <clears throat> note thread that we do every day, but I can just see some of the stories. Would make sense at I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get made sense at everywhere, bud. Everybody's <laughs> recruiting him. Who, where does a really good dominant defensive lineman not make sense? I just <laughs> Nope, don't want one of those. Idiots, man. I mean I mean, seriously. I mean, some of the t- takes, man, like uh it's like, you know, you see the uh, everybody's the, – uh, there's a lot of angst amongst Alabama fans with Pete Golding, right? Sure. Dude, you can't play defense anymore. And Kirby was talking about this the other day. You can't play good defense anymore. What's a good defensive coordinator these days? What, what would you define as a good defensive coordinator these days? Just someone who can put a defense together that doesn't get lit up like a Christmas tree that can get off the field on occasion. Well, I mean, they're all getting lit up like, like Christmas trees now. I mean, it's just you, you have your – it's like I would hate to be a defensive coordinator right now. Like you're so dependent. Um, we were joking, laughing, dying about this the other day. I can't make this shit up, Neil. When I first started coaching, we had an a offensive goal board, right? You mm-hmm. know, in your, sta- in your staff, this is what – if we do this, you know what number one on our, on our goals were for offense? Score 24 points. I was going to say 24 points. Mm-hmm. 24 points. Because we went back, and if you scored 24 points in a game, you would at least win nine games. Think about that. Yeah. Now that. No Dude, you may not case. win a game. Yeah. If you score 24 points, and, and the game has just changed that much to where what's a good defensive coordinator anymore? And like you look at some of these service academies, their defensive coordinators get pumped up. 
because they're running the damn triple option and their numbers are so good, right? And so they're like, oh, this guy's a stud. <sighs> I mean, then he goes to someplace else. Yeah, and- you go and you get lit up when you go, you go with an air raid offense. But, like, what's a good, you know, and it's like this whole discussion about three down versus four down. And, you know, there was a lot of angst around here about going from, a, you know, three down, got to throw a, go, go to four down. What does that solve? Can anybody, like everybody that says they go to four down, they don't realize that 90% of football plays three down. It's not about what scheme you're running. Hell, you could run one down. It matters who the hell you got over there making tackles. You know, I bet three down works pretty good if you got Harold Perkins back there. Bet shit works pretty good. Yeah, it's all about players, man. It's all about dudes, man. It's all about players. And and when you when you Hey, Georgia plays three down, by the way. I don't know if anybody knew that. Well, when your offense is going, and this isn't a criticism at all, but when your offense is going super fast, it's like one of the first questions that uh who was it? It was it was Jeff Levy when he interviewed with somebody at a place that he ended up not going. But I found out about it. Someone told me about it. He asked the coach, he said, so you like the offense. I get it. You like the pace and stuff. What happens the first time we go three and out and it took 17 seconds? Because that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, because the coach has got to be like, no, no, we're cool. I, I, I mean, I realize it's cool because that's going to happen. And your defense was out there for six minutes. And they gave up a field goal. The offense drove down the field on them. They gave up a field goal. They come over and they're huffing and puffing. And you get the ball, first and 10 at the 25, quick pass, get back. Uh oh, fourth and two, we got a punt. Yeah. Hey, defense, going back out because there's going to be some grumbling. Yeah. In September when it's 97 degrees. <laughs> It's about points per possession. Like those teams like Tennessee, they score a lot of points, but they have like down 10 more possessions a game than some schools. Yeah. I mean, it's about points per possession. And so the whole point of tempo is we're going to create a bunch of possessions and we're going to try to outscore you because we can be more explosive. The point of going tempo offense is you think you can out. It basically makes it an offense versus offense game and not a full team game. Does that right. make sense? Sure. So, anyway, kind of is what it is. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll stop there. <clears throat> Appreciate uh, everybody in the stream. Sorry for the – it's not my fault. Uh, sorry <laughs> for the <laughs> – I'm starting to think it's me. Like the last five times we've done – seriously, we haven't done – since I've done this show, so I'm like six in a row with some technical. I might have had some damn bad juju. It might be you because when Chase and I are in here, there's it's, no problem. I know. When I'm by myself, there's no problem. But you come in, and it's like the end of the damn world. Oh, you know we're back live again? Oh, yeah. I I got it going again. Did you? Yeah. Holy shit. Look at that. new streams. (laughs) Whatever. So that's the third stream today? Yeah. (laughs) It'll it'll be fine. All right. I'll be gone until – I'll be back Wednesday next week. Okay. We'll we'll put a – We'll We'll figure it out. Probably shoot for next Thursday. We'll do do a show next Thursday. We'll preview the NFL playoffs, which I presume will be starting at that point. We uh, opened with uh, uh, Demar Hamlin. I will I will read this. It's somewhat encouraging if I can find it. Oh, you got an update? Update? Well, it's a little bit of an update. I don't think it's. Time I don't it. think it's breaking news necessarily. This is uh, ESPN this morning. I'm reading this at 12:09 p.m. Uh, doctors saw promising signs of progress overnight from Demar Hamlin, who remained hospitalized in critical condition. 
As of Wednesday morning, Jordan Rooney, who is his marketing director, friend, uh, told ESPN's Coley Harvey that Hamlin is still in the ICU at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, he said that Hamlin is still sedated, but doctors saw promising readings overnight from him that they had hoped to see by Wednesday morning. Hamlin's agent, Ron Butler, told ESPN's Jeremy Fowler on Tuesday night that Hamlin's oxygen levels had improved. Um, obviously not out of the woods, but look, at this point, you take any anything uh, is any 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 positivity, you uh, you cling to it as a as a sign of hope. So we are certainly hoping uh, and praying for DeMar Hamlin, for uh, his family, his Bills family, uh, the Bengals, T. Higgins, all the people that were. Yeah involved in in that not that they're listening to this show but in the event that that something gets back to them know that we're thinking of you so many people are it's been evidenced by the uh fundraising for the gofundme for his his yeah. toy his toy drive which is i mean went from two thousand dollars to six million dollars and don't let anybody tell you that there's no decency left there's there's plenty no they're out there they're out there all right for uh tyler i'm neil uh, that does it for uh this episode of mccrady and siski powered by rain total body fuel we'll be back uh, in about a week and then we'll start getting back into our uh, our schedule when tyler gets back from uh, charlotte we start kind of figuring out what we're doing in, in january and moving forward so uh, until then take care So there was a